Whoever has made a voyage up the Hudson must remember the Catskill Mountains. They are a dismembered branch of the great Appalachian family and are seen away to the west of the river, swelling up to a noble height and lording it over the surrounding country. Every change of season, every change of weather, indeed every hour of the day, produces some change in the magical hues and shapes of these mountains, and they are regarded by all the good wives far and near as perfect barometers. When the weather is fair and settled, they are clothed in blue and purple, and print their bold outlines in the clear evening sky. But sometimes, when the rest of the landscape is cloudless, they will gather a hood of gray vapors about their summits. Rip Van Winkle by Washington Irving Welcome back to this week's episode. This is your ghost of a host of the most, Shanna. Hi. Sup? This is me. We have special guests tonight. <laughs> it's Pac-Wall PJ. No, you're not invited. Oh. Go, go and get Dang it. it. <laughs> Who's here tonight? I am. Tom. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Tom. Tom. Hey, it's Carrie. Hi, I'm, I'm Tom. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Not just Carrie. Our paranormal expert, I'm Carrie. I'm expert. You have accepted the position that comes with um, a great... Pay increase of zero dollars and zero cents. I do it. We doubled your previous salary. One thousand percent increase. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't say no. I never say no to you. We we offered coffee. Oh, you brought that. We offered board games. (laughs) Oh, you brought those too. (laughs) (laughs) We offered a table to play at. Mm. Yes. No, this is cool. I love it here. Wonderful. I love it here. Love discussing scary things. So, what are we discussing tonight, Carrie? Well, we're going to talk about the Caskill Mountains. You people, you ignore Caskill. Caskill. Boy, oh. Mountains. Sorry, I'm from New York. I love making fun of you. <laughs> Down I'm here, we say Catskill Mountains, and we spell it cat and skill. <laughs> that cat's got skill. This cat got skills. Hey, the cats are following me all over the place, aren't they? That's true, they are. <laughs> Watch out. At least it's not puck wudgies. We're good. I love how you're from the area. We had to call your mom to ask how to pronounce a word. We still have no idea. I looked it up on YouTube and then I looked it up on Google. And we have the Shongong bloody Shong. Shongong. Yeah, it's it's just the mountain. It's fine. We got it. It's someplace. It's this place. Uh, Yeah, so the Casco Mountains. I grew up. In that neck of the woods. Aren't you ex- so excited for this? I, I've been branching out away from Pennsylvania for the past yeah. couple episodes. And I'm embracing the UFO stuff. But I'm going to go back to my roots tonight and discuss poltergeists and, like, murder and mayhem. Murder. Exactly. A most foul murder. Mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. mayhem. <laughs> and you can discuss the UFOs and aliens. Sure. Why not? Right. So tonight we focus on the state where Carrie and Tom are from, New York, New York. New York, New York. Apparently it's upstate New York, which Go I ahead, disagree honey. with. I do not understand. Everything is upstate if you're north of New York City. Yeah, that's not New York City. <laughs> what was it? What was it? It's upstate New York from wherever you're from? Right, right. Or That's whatever. the other thing. Like, upstate is north of wherever you happen to live. 
Because like I was looking at the map and I'm like, well, we can't discuss this because it's not in upstate New York. And Carrie kept saying she's in upstate New York. And then I asked him like, well, that I could have done a whole bunch of stuff tonight. Yeah, and I know that upstate meant the bottom of the, of yeah. the state. If it has enough, if it's not New York City, or Manhattan Long or Long Island, that whole neck of the woods. Also, it's considered upstate. That's crazy. Well, the good news Once you is- cross the George Washington Bridge, once you go through the tunnel or... Right? Once you're north of the Bronx. Yeah. Once you're north of the Bronx. That's crazy. Is it because you're no longer like in cities? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, the pretty part, the non-stinky it, parts. Yeah. It's like basically if you live outside of New York City or Long Island, you don't matter. So you're just upstate. Oh, so. you're collective. Yeah. <laughs> the people who weren't good enough to be here got it. <laughs> they weren't invited. So um, the cool thing about your area is you have UFO sightings. You have weird lights in the sky just in general. Little people, the Pukwa PJs of the world. You I, have poltergeist excuse me. and murder. It was a reference to Pukwa G's, not to you being <laughs> short, but if the shoe fits. Oh, wait, you're not wearing a shoe. I'm wearing a shoe. <laughs> How's your broken foot doing? <laughs> I mean, it's getting there. <laughs> Every week I make sure to mention his broken foot no. in some way. Well, you guys already did an episode about the cast gills. Yes, we did. The crone. Yep, but by blue hole. That was all actually PJ's idea. Yep. We decided to branch out. He was like, we gotta do this. That Is was it? our first episode that wasn't about uh, our, our stories. That was our first. Oh, that, right. Yeah. I, thought, I was thinking it was Dybbuk Box. We did all of our stories and then we did the crone. Oh, wow. That's yep. crazy. I thought that we did like the Dybbuk Box, but no, that's right. Jack was here. Yeah. I like how you know more about my podcast than I do. Because it was my podcast. You took it from me. <laughs> 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 that is about it was my lockdown well it was nice having you here you guys can go home now <laughs> so that was about it's about 10 15 minutes from where i grew up That's my crazy. uncle lives right at the bottom of that mountain it's you start to climb up the mountain from sundown new york and my uncle owned a little uh fish and bait tackle okay. place so uh, that would be the first stop for you if you were going to go camping or fishing up there. Um, you just climb up the mountain. The waterfalls are gorgeous. They call it Blue Hole because the water is, you look at it and it's just like crystal clear, beautiful water. But it's deep. I couldn't even tell you how deep it is. It's like, it, it seems like it's deeper than the ocean. You can never wow. touch the ground. Um you can do camping up there, and of course the trails that lead to the little caves and the yeah. it's gorgeous up there. It's it's not a hidden secret anymore. It used to be no. a big hidden secret, so it's a lot of tourists up there now, but it's still absolutely gorgeous. And it's right by um the New York State Reservoir where everybody from the city gets their water. So not if you water. spit in it, they get their water. Not their water, mm-hmm. but the water. Ugh. <laughs> it's water here. <laughs> water. <laughs> I was saying to Carrie earlier, if if you're in Philly, it's Wooder. It is Wooder, yeah. We have a friend, um, Rob, who's from Philly, and he goes, hey, how's your Wooder? I'm like, what? <laughs> we just pick on him now because he pronounces it that way. You know, war- get washed. The washer, yeah. <laughs> my problem is, is that my parents grew up in the city, so, and I grew up strictly in the country. So I have their accent just, or certain words, but also like the country's side of me too with the words so i'm this weird mix of weird weirdness yeah, it was, weird words. it was like a weird mix for me because i grew up until i was about 13 years old in new york city and then my parents moved up to upstate new york so it's like sort of the same deal but in a different mm-hmm. way 
Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't guess that you're from New York based on your accent, yeah. Tom. You sound like one of us, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Although my accent's fake, so. I'm from New Hampshire, so when I get really tired, you'll hear my accent pop out. Uh, but anyway, so we know the Catskill Mountains and the Hudson Valley. We're talking about those two areas. Yes. They're rife with paranormal stories. So I chose two that I found to be really creepy and fun. And I actually have some EVPs that you and I found together. Yes. And then you're going to take over some UFOs because your mama gave you a story. My mother. <laughs> yeah, mother. I my heard mother. I heard her talking. Although there was a creepy thing today. So oh my gosh. We were, Carrie had called because we were stopping up. We were at Aldi's getting mm-hmm. groceries, right? Oh, and yeah. you were calling about food. <laughs> yeah. And I was talking about chicken nuggets and then. Right. I was like, oh, we can just get some chicken wings. Um, we can all share them. And then all of a sudden I hear my mother's voice. And she goes, you're going to share them with me? And I'm like, what? And then it was gone. And I, I look at my phone. I'm like, what? And I go, I just heard my mother. Yeah, I heard it too. From <laughs> yeah. like, Yes, it was the strangest thing in the world. And then, of course, I called my mother back. And she was like, what are you talking about? That wasn't me. What do you mean? And she cracks up laughing. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no, mother. So somehow she got into our phone call. It was it's never happened before. Yeah, ever nice for me. I don't Maybe. know if she was calling and maybe your cheek hit the call, call waiting answer, uh-huh. like right and just I don't know. She, she was like, I thought timing. you were talking to Tom or or John about. No, but I heard it too. So it was like almost like a conference call. Oh, yeah. You did yeah. hear it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So maybe did you hit like the join merge calls? I don't know how to do that. No, it was the ghost. <laughs> From upstate, upstate New York, upstate lower <laughs> state New York. Upstate. I'm wondering if you're going to mention a certain UFO incident from the 80s. Or I am not. not. Okay. Which one? So you'll be in charge. Keep but, it a secret. Is it the one that? Uh, do you want me to keep it a secret? Because yes. I'm not. I mean, it's it's not like it's over a highway. Route 17. I I don't know. It's been years since I heard of it, but okay. I I can give the broad strokes of. Okay, because I was talking when we get to, to right that. because I think I talked to you yesterday about the book communion and how that guy was from up there and yeah, but it wasn't that okay. Well, I'm not discussing UFOs, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so one well-known paranormal location is the Hinsdale House, and it's located in no surprise Hinsdale, New York. So I actually went on the Facebook page of the Hinsdale House Restoration Project because um, since they've been restoring the house and using it as like a, a bed and breakfast, they've had people, of course, who have stayed there and they've been seeing a certain creature. So people like Tom ask, what's a puck with G? <laughs> and they're right here. They're called PJs. No, PJ introduced us to Pukwaji when we discussed the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. And so he adorably, Tom, says, hello, my name is Pukwa PJ. And so it just became his tagline for this uh, Yes, yeah, just now. stuck. It's yeah. stuck. Um, but a Pukwaji, it's spelled Pukwaji, um, but it's pronounced Pukwaji. It is um, supposed to be translated as little man of the woods that vanishes. So imagine like a four foot tall dude okay it's a human-like creature found in delaware and wampanoag folklore and it's sometimes said to be four to five feet tall i'm five foot four so i can't be a puckwaji and pj is five six yep so he can't be a puckwaji i'm five five on a good day hooray so you're also not one <laughs> sophia's yeah we found it how about john he's no he'll never be a puckwaji he's a bigfoot <laughs> Ain't that so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, according to the Hensdale House Restoration Project, uh, according to legend, Pukwajis can appear and disappear at will, lure people to their deaths, use magic, launch poison arrows, 
and create fire. Fire. I bring you. Yes. Native Americans believe that Pukwajis were once friendly to humans, but then they turned against them. And they are best left alone. You should not touch them. But according to lore, a person who annoys a Pukwaji would be subject to nasty tricks by it or subject to being followed by the Pukwaji who would cause trouble for them. They are known to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, attack their victims with short knives and spears, and to use sand to blind their victims. Yes, and of course in Wikipedia too, there are different interpretations of what a Pukwaji can look like. So some people think that it looks like a little man. Others see like um, an Ewok kind of thing. Yeah. I was looking at a picture. I was like, that looks like the thing from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why are we discussing a Pukwaji? Because with the legends of a hanging tree, a pond that has claimed at least one life, and hills that are said to hold the graves of countless people, the Hinsdale House may very well be the most haunted of houses in western New York, and it includes sightings of the Pukwaji on its campus. So um, there was a story that some visitors took pictures of this thing out in the field beyond the house, and it looks like a Pukwaji. So I wouldn't want to go there. I'm just saying they might get you. But anyway. So, Tom, do you want to meet a Pukwaji? Maybe. Not sure. today. Oh, sure. No, be one. I thought you said meet one. Oh, Care. I thought you said be one. Kier. 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 Iwachu. Oh. That story creeps me out still. Anyway. <laughs> um, but they're kind of cute. When you, like, okay. They look like the thing from Star Wars. And those things are really, really cute. The Ewoks. Ewoks, are... yeah. But these want to kill you. Kier. <laughs> bad Pukwaji, bad, bad. I mean, you just punt it, right? Yeah. And it'll just, yeah. <laughs> it's not that small. <laughs> You'd break your toe. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah. What's another one? <laughs> I thought you didn't break those. Was that no, a UFO? I didn't. No, it was a, a Pukwaji. <laughs> Care. <laughs> But that's why I used uh, the quote from Rip Van Winkle, because in that story, he's taken up to the mountains, of course, and these little people lure him with some booze. He drinks it and he's out for 20 years. So, and that was in the Catskills. Catskills. Yeah, sure. According to your language. But anyway, so the current owner of the Hinsdale house, his name is Dan Clace. He says... So it's not just Pukwajis, though. It is ghosts and poltergeists, too. So according to owner Dan Clace, he says it's not just one story, but the one that made it most famous. It was a story during the 1970s. A family started having poltergeist-like activity in the house. You ready for some poltergeist stories? Always. Always. So Clara and Phil Dandy lived in the house along with their children. Their names were Mike, who was 17. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Beth, who was 16, <laughs> Laura, age 12, and Mary, aged 11. So, again, it's from July of 1973 to October of 1974. So, a little over a year. It's like a 16-month period total. Okay? So, Miss Miller, the mother, tells the story of dancing ghosts, unexplainable choirs singing in the woods, and also voices and chanting. He's so obnoxious. <laughs> Shut up out there. <laughs> And a young, dark-haired woman walking around their house. That was me. 
1974? Wait a second. You're not. No. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Liminal spaces. That's right. I knew it. So the story of the, the black haired lady then, because you say it's you. So according to the story, Beth, her, her eldest of daughters, was stepping onto a chair and she was hanging up a birdcage in her room. And then she happened to see the face of a woman with long, dark hair in the window looking at her. So, of course, she screams. And it said, seven days. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or one. <laughs> Get off oh, the chair. Such you're going to fall. stupid movie. But it wasn't, it's just like. Uh, yeah. There it is. <clears throat> Barely anything coming out of your throat. You're so good at it. It's kind of creepy. Anyway. So, her mother, Clara, comes running into the room and she finds Beth crying and shaking on her bed. And Beth screamed, she's in the window, don't look. So, of course, Clara looks. Um, but Beth described the woman as having big, dark eyes and filthy or wet hair. The woman had a pasty complexion and she looked dead. Me. There it is. <laughs> and she was seen multiple times, but walking around the house. Almost like she couldn't get in, but she's like, I'm watching you, got my eye on you. Carrie, stop scaring the neighbors. I'm sorry. I wish I knew how doorknobs work. <laughs> 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 so and her hair was wet or dirty or both and there is a pond up there you said yeah. right oh, oh there's many should have washed her hair in the pond she shouldn't have fallen in the hole that never ends this is the hole, hole that, that never, never ends, ends. <laughs> i'm digging a hole no what is happening to my show sorry anyway i had coffee i had three cups you really drank my your coffee not my coffee i had three cups of tea Anyway, so Mike, <laughs> again, the eldest of their children Mike, and the Mike, only Mike, boy, Mike, 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 Mike um, he had issues in the house as well. So at first, he just, nothing had happened to him, you know, so he didn't really believe that his sister saw anything. Y'all are crazy. Exactly, because he was having a decent life. But on the night of July 4th, 1973, that all changed. Mm. Mike was asleep in his room when he felt something hit his chest. He felt the fourth. <laughs> I was just going to say, was it fireworks? <laughs> felt the fourth on his chest. Seconds later, he felt another object hit his chest. Out my chest. When he looked around, he realized that two board games from the shelf above his bed had fallen on top of him. That sounds risky. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. Where's the clap thing? Brrr, or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> You're editing this episode. <laughs> Should get a life. <laughs> I refuse to edit now. Uh, it's your podcast. Are you suggesting I'm trying to take a monopoly over this podcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why? Oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's a delayed My cognitive processing speed is not the fastest. <laughs> Penny. Save me. <laughs> if you're listening, which I know you are. Penny, is it a triangle? <laughs> it's a trapezoid. It's a trapezoid. A trapezoid. Oh, it reminds me. I'm supposed to tell you from Penny, she knows what simple shapes are. I know. I defended her. And that's what I told her. She's telling you this. <laughs> no, Timmy, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so back to the board games. I thought you would find this story interesting, all three of you, because you're board game aficionados. Um, so he first he's confused, because why are the board games attacking? Who are the aficionados? Guess who? But then... Oh, hey! Oh. <laughs> but then 
Mike remembered that the games were on the bottom of the pile on his shelf, so he knew that they could not have fallen on their own. So up to that point, again, he'd been intrigued by the stories from, like, Beth and his mom and whatnot, but nothing had happened. So at that point, he's like, oh, crap, it's real. And he actually became frightened. Mm. So Doesn't you... have the game stacked sideways, does he? Nope, he should have learned. Did he yeah. learned. Horrified? Oh! oh. <laughs> this is not Games Overboard. <laughs> please, please remove yourselves. <laughs> I will do this episode with just Carrie. So anyway, a few months later, though, for Mike, um, he and a friend went exploring in the woods and the Catskill Mountains, as you... The Catskills. There you go. Um, and they saw a mysterious set of lights in the trees. So they followed this light, but it disappeared. Almost like it was just kind of drawing them out into the woods. And then they felt cold spots, just like super, super cold. And they could see their breath pretty much. So at that point, Mike is freaked out and he just runs home. He's like, nah, I'm out. And again, this kid yeah. is like an adult almost at this point. So for him to be, you know, that age and running back, it showcases that there was abject fear. So he became fearful. That's something to fault him, though, because when he runs in the house, he slams the door, locks it. And he's like, Mom, guess what happened? But I believe that whatever was out there, it followed me home. Like he felt that he was being followed. So just at that point, Clara and... What were you saying? No, like, I could hear it going <laughs> behind me the whole way home. It was the Jabberwock. <laughs> He's just galumphing along. Um, anyway, so, um, but just as he says, Mom, something's following me home. They hear this, um, the back door of the, the back door open and it then it slams shut. And again, he knew that he had locked it. So then you have a kid who's really funny. He's like, I locked that door because something followed me, but now it's opening the door too. So it wasn't the black haired lady because obviously she can't open doors, but yeah. something else can. Okay. So it wasn't Carrie. That's terrifying. I'm sorry. Doors are hard. Yeah. Let's go it's shopping. So <laughs> difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in general, though, the, the activity got so bad, the poltergeist activity got so bad that they actually called Father Alphonsus, a priest from St. Bonaventure University, to come help. So according to Clace, again, the current owner, he said that the priest performed a structural exorcism, which we know about. We yep. had that done. Yep. Um, but to quote him, Clace said, the house started shaking and it sounded like a crying noise, a screaming noise coming out of the windows. Needless to say, the exorcism did not work. All the way to the wall. Do not push that button. Anyway, <laughs> so the exorcism doesn't work. And in October of 1974, the family just moves. They're like, yeah, no, we're out. So 16 months and they're out of that house. So the house has gone through many owners, uh, but Cleese, the current one of the current owners, he is also the co-founder of the Greater WNY Paranormal Society, which I'm assuming you're probably a part of, Carrie. But anyway, no, I'm the black-haired lady. That's I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Um, but he believes the paranormal activity for the Hinsdale goes back to 1799 because there was Indian massacre there. Um, so with all that blood on the land and then, of course, the unmarked graves from that, he's like, obviously, you already have some bad juju going on. Now, connected to the idea that there's some kind of Indian, like, you know, resonance, Mary Ball runs tours around that area, especially for the Hinsdale. And she had an experience that supports Clay's theory about the Indian massacre. She said, my son, who was handicapped, was sitting on the bed one night. He didn't know the stories about the house. He just knew it was haunted. He looked out that window and saw his dad standing out by the fire. And he looked at me and he said, who is the angry Indian staring at daddy? So 
The Hinsdale, mm. yeah, has a deep Native American heritage built on the blood loss of many men and women from that. So I think with that, when you have like that negative energy, of course, it's going to pull other things. And we've already discussed that many times on our podcast. But the horrific stories do not end there. During the 1800s, there were stories of a pair of brothers who lived there and they raided passing stagecoaches. They would rob and kill the occupants and then they'd bury them either in the cellar or in the hills behind the house. Oh, the Caskill Mountains. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but Clace says that the tortured past seems to echo today in many manifestations, including shadow figures, electronic voice phenomenon, objects moving, and even full-bodied apparitions. So if you stay there, there's a really good possibility of catching something on your phone or on recordings. And you can find a whole bunch of those videos online. But I was talking about Pukwajis. <laughs> So back to that. Um, the Hinsdale has had many reports of these little men. So according to the Hinsdale workers, many guests at their house believe they've seen a Pukwaji on the property. And again, they've taken pictures. But it's really cool considering the Ripon Winkle takes place in the Catskill Mountains. And that guy had been lured out there. His dog, you know, dog leaves because this guy's sleeping for 20 years, wakes up to rusted everything, goes yeah. back home and no one knows who he is. Yeah. So I just, you know, we hear about the Pukwaji in the Bridgewater Triangle, and it tends to be up north, but the Wampanoag, you know, were a part of that in this area, and as were the Algonquins. So I wouldn't be surprised to find the Pukwaji in the Catskill Mountains. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to find anything in the Catskill Mountains. It's kind of like the Pine Barrens. It's yeah. like deep and just, you can get lost forever. Mm-hmm. Those woods are crazy. Maybe that's why the um, the crone is haunted. Maybe she got lost out there and she's just sad. She Maybe. needs a hug. She's covered in nails, so you can't really hug her. But <laughs> so about the crone, why would it smell like pond water? The the spirit oh, that that's... haunts the the crone. Oh, well, like there. You said there are lots of bodies of water up there. Right? Oh yes, it's the my mind drew a blank. Um, there is a lot of waterfalls up there, streams, um. A lot of moving water. So, and so many waterfalls. The waterfalls are so gorgeous there. I've taken you up by the yep. waterfalls before. Um, what is the name of the road? I don't remember. Wow. I haven't been home in a long time. <laughs> um, the Peekamoose. 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 Okay. So, um, it was probably in the water. I mean, the water. So, there's, it's the Catskill Mountains still. So there's a lot of trails and it's a lot of mountains, tons. So the um, when you start climbing up the road, Pekamus Road, it's very curvy. The roads start off wide and then they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And along the whole path is a stream, river, stream. Mm-hmm. And it's going, well, when you're going up it, it's going up. But it's really coming down because yeah. gravity. Um, <laughs> what? It does run into the New York State Reservoir. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly where it was found. Yeah. It was up in a mountain in a cave. Right. And even the hikers, they don't know exactly where that cave was, like, to return it, you know, and things like that. So Right. So there is tons of water, and it comes off the mountain, off the cliffs, off the caves. So it... it, Yeah. Unless somebody found it in the water. Like I said, that water is... There's big pockets of holes, blue hole, mm-hmm. and it's so deep. Who knows what's down there? Yeah. It is deep. I found, I sent you that picture of yeah. the bone I found. It's like 
it was like this big. It was huge. Maybe what, what, two feet long? Yeah, about two feet. And um, it was the same year where those people found the uh, the thing. Crone. Crone. Thank you. I know. You said a lot of crazy stuff happens up there anyway. Oh, yeah. That place is... It's kind of like the Alvaro Bunkers. Some crazy stuff going on And you can get lost. Mm -hmm. So lost up there. It's, uh... And it's, it's... Because of the the water, the rocks are very, very slippery. People have gotten really, really hurt up there, and it's very hard to get people off the mountain. It sounds like Ricketts Glen. Yeah. Because, What's that? So Ricketts Glen, it sounds very similar to what you're explaining. So for our local PA listeners, um, it's just up the road, actually. We'll, we'll go on a nice trip this summer, um, but it's full of waterfalls. It's gorgeous. But some of the hiking areas are at your own will really at your own risk yeah like you can the the rocks are slippery and there's foliage on it and you get wet leaves you're gonna slide like it's ice so yeah certain trails like all the trails are ranked of like you know easiest to hardest and everything right up there i don't know if the trails are marked Mm -hmm. or not i mean there's a lot of campsites but it's not like glamping where you have Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a bathroom to go in you kind of have to like walk in the woods and find a tree you gotta make a latrine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it is gorgeous up there, if anything. But uh, if you are not careful, you can get lost. Uh, oh, I yeah. was up there with a friend once, and he locked his keys in the car. And oh. uh, <laughs> we had to. We, we did a very bad thing, and we got into a stranger's car, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do what you got to do, because there was no way we were getting off that mountain mm-hmm. without somebody's assistance. And yeah. it is... Uh, crazy but there's a lot of water you know what they say about water well it's all spirits yeah. that's why bigfoot has to be there oh you should really have my mother here she'll tell you some bigfoot <laughs> stories also she's got to come for a visit we already talked to her on the phone she all right know. get her on the phone <laughs> <laughs> she's probably sleeping we'll plug her into yeah. the podcast and she um, oh my mom's met, sleeping she met alex on the phone she thinks he's cute so <laughs> well he used to get her down here and then she realized how oh, he's not <laughs> <laughs> So then my next um, location that is haunted, you have actually been to the Shanley Hotel. Yes. So you can tell your stories when I'm done with my little thing here. Okay. Because after I'm done with this, you're taking control, you and Tom. So hey, another, Tom. <laughs> Yeah. How's it going, Tom? Now? Another haunted location is nestled in the foothills of the, now it's spelled Shawangunk, and we called your mom to confirm, and I put it in parentheses, it's pronounced Shongum Mountains in the small town of Naponuk. Napanok? Napanok, New York. See, you guys got some... I'm happy you go with the tradition of the Native Americans, but we have words like school kill here. I'm like, yeah, it's pronounced school kill. Like, so I get it. Um, but it's called the Shanley Hotel. In 1845, Thomas Rich erected his Richard Hotel in Napanok? Napanok. Sure, Main Street. <laughs> the hotel changed owner several times. Um, now, a fire destroyed the original structure, but it was quickly rebuilt a few months later, and people were staying again. So James Shanley, which is why it's saying that now, he was an Irish immigrant. He purchased the hotel in 1906, and he added uh, the barn-like addition onto the back, which becomes an inappropriate place later. So he added a bowling alley, a billiard room, and then a barber shop into that building. And then later, it fo- like I said, it functioned as a gentleman's quarters. A barn of ill repute. The second floor only was it was a bordello, or may I say, a barndello. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. It's supposed to be a spooky podcast. 
Uh, they also sold look, look, They also sold liquor there. The ghosts there go moo. <laughs> Don't laugh at that, Tom. Please. <laughs> Actually, Napanok is not. Very, I mean, it's country, but it's not. It's a village. It's a village. There's a prison right, right there. A really big one. That's is it state. Is it a state prison? Sing Sing is around there, isn't it? Anyway, so they also sold liquor there, um, even during Prohibition, which is an interesting story. Now, James married Beatrice Rowley at the hotel in 1910, so four years after he bought it. Um, now, the Shanleys had ties to the Irish Mafia, and they were well-known and respected in New York City, which apparently is lower New York, mm-hmm. not upstate New York. <laughs> it's just New York. <laughs> it's the we proper. call it the city. Yep. The city. If you're from city. New York and you're talking about New York City, you just call it the city. Okay. Well, I'm not from around there, so. <laughs> but uh, so it's actually just two hours, uh, mm-hmm. apparently south of Napanock. Now, Beatrice is well known. Well, sorry, she was well known. She's dead. She was well known for wearing expensive clothes, jewelry, and perfume. So, she's, again, connections to the mafia. Uh, and Shanley descendants have mentioned that the Stan- the Shanleys were so well known that Times Square was actually almost named the Shanley Square, hmm. which I think that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Hmm. And they've also claimed that the gangs of New York is loosely based on their family. Hmm. So, well, mm, well, well, it's well house exorcism. <laughs> no, don't push it. This is supposed to be a spooky podcast. <laughs> You did that. I don't know. I was just trying to get our name in there one more you time. You can be spooky and have... We're spooky. We're not spooky. <laughs> I know that we're spooky. Spooky. <laughs> uh, Beatrice also had many influential friends that weren't a part of the mafia, and that included the Roosevelt's. She was very good friends with Eleanor, and even Thomas Edison stayed at the hotel. So when the Shanleys got in trouble for serving alcohol during Prohibition, the Roosevelt's helped clear their name. So they could keep, you know... Selling booze and running a bordello. Uh, politician. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt. You had some good quotes, but yeah. Uh, but today they actually have a hotel room called the Roosevelt Room in their honor. Thank you for letting us sell booze, Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, but they were known for their elaborate parties and all that kind of stuff. However, there was lots of tragedy, which is why we're discussing this haunted hotel, not this, you know, mafia den. The couple had three children, but none of them survived longer than a few months. Beatrice loved children, and she dreamed of having a huge family. And so on January 6, 1912, she gave birth to their first daughter, Kathleen. She only lived for about six months before she passed. And then she would go on to give birth to two more children, James Shanley Jr., who lived four and a half months, and William Shanley, who died at a little over nine months. And so they say that her heartbroken self can still be seen walking through the hallways and whatnot of the Shanley Hotel. They've witnessed, many guests have witnessed a woman in a period dress and she's just wandering around sad and forlorn. That's just the beginning of the tragedies, PJ. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Another tragedy was a little girl. Her name was Rosie, not our dog. Yeah. She was the three-year-old daughter of the Shenley Hotel's resident barber. She fell down a nearby well and died. So they say she haunts the Bordello area on the second floor where the Gregors resided during the employment at the hotel. Which has me questioning when the bordello actually ran, because who lets a three-year-old child sleep upstairs with the bordello? I don't know. I'm not judging, but I'm judging. Well. (laughs) Well, well, well. 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 Maybe they were very motherly and they protected her. I don't want to think what they maybe could have had. Nope. Stop talking. All right. (laughs) 
then in September of 1915, another tragedy uh, tragedy happened. Uh, it was Dr. Walton Nelson Thayer Jr. What a name. Um, he was backing his car out of the alley that ran between the home and the hotel. And his five-year-old son, Walter Nelson Thayer III, jumped onto the running board, but he fell off. So the car backed over him and he suffered severe head injuries. But he did not die from the incident. Okay, I know. However, they believe he might be one of the boys because they've heard the name Jonathan, but they think he might be one of the spirits that plays in the attic. Hmm. Moving on, a sad, sad story. A local preacher's daughter, Helen, was only nine years old when she was lured with the promise of a lollipop to a nearby swamp and murdered by Alfred Volkman, the son of a butcher. Volkman spent some time in Hudson Valley's... So it's in Hudson Valley. See? Mm-hmm. Sing Sing Prison. I wasn't wrong. Sing Sing's in the Hudson Valley? Oh, because it's on the Hudson River. I was right. Well, it's still not really the Catskill. Shut <laughs> your face. <laughs> it's close enough. This is what For it is. someone who's from here. It's all. It's New York. It's all the same. It's New York and it's not the city. So. It's not upstate. Or it is upstate. I don't even know anymore. It's okay. <laughs> it's mid-state. I don't, I don't think any New Yorker really knows either. It's north of us. <laughs> it's north of us. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so he did spend time in Sing Sing before he was executed, but both his spirit and the spirit of Helen are supposed to be frequent guests at the Shanley, which makes me sad because if Helen was murdered by him and she was nine and she's now stuck with him in the afterlife, that just makes me sad. But apparently she asked, um, for a pink dress, the spirit did. And so they actually obliged. There is a pink dress hanging. Um, in the room where Beatrice's sister, Esther, died. So it's just in honor of Helen when she asked for her dress. So back to Beatrice's sister. Uh, her name was Esther Rowley Froman. She died of influenza while pregnant. Another tragedy to hit the family. And her spirit resides in the room on the second floor where she took her last mortal breath. And the ghost of John Powers, one of Shanley's business partners, also haunts the room on the second floor. And then she took her first immortal breath. And the Highlander was born. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Princes. Oh, sorry. It's a good song. Other spirits, though, include a man named Frank, who was a bodyguard at the Bordello. He met an untimely end after being shot in the hotel's pub. A ghost named Joe and a man who whistles makes frequent appearances. And actually, there's an EVP. You can hear him whistling as someone's trying to play a piano. The most obnoxious ghost right there. (laughs) It sounds like Sophie when she just whistles all over the house. Um, but there also are several children, including, um, you know, obviously the the workers, their kids there. There's a spirit of a former cook. And, of course, the cat named Sweet Thing. Um, so what's really... That is the name of the cat. Sweet Thing, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so if you go on the Shanley Hotel website, and they have, like, leaned into the haunted thing. It's called the Haunted Shanley, like, website. It's ridiculous. Um, but they actually have an entire evidence page. So, yeah, it's thehauntedshanleyhotel.com slash evidence. And they just have all of these YouTube links to EVPs. And there's a video of the ghost cat. We have all watched it. Is it not a cat? It's a cat. I mean, it's a cat. Is it a ghost cat? Yes, PJ. <laughs> or is it just really low resolution camera no, footage? No, PJ. <laughs> it is a ghost cat. the cat, cat. Well, just looks there, super blurry. There was never... I don't remember ever seeing, like... I almost said a real cat. <laughs> a living cat. Yeah. Inside. Cats teleport. Maybe you just caught it. Or That's true. That's yeah. true. They do. 
It's a ghost, PJ. All right. All my listeners need to go on the haunted slash evidence. Or our Facebook page. We're going to list. Yeah. And it's the Shanley Hotel ghost cat apparition. It is a cat. And it's a cat trying to go and get into some mischief. It's just trying to get into some mischief. It's doing some stuff. You can tell it's got his little butt shaking. It's like, I'm coming. There I come. Tails up straight in the air. Oh, yeah. It knows. Yeah. It knows it's being bad. So, but what I like about them is since they've leaned into um, their haunted aspect, and you can go there and like they'll say that it gets really, really crazy busy with ghosts for like a month, and then it gets dead for a while, and then it just all comes rearing back, kind of like our house. <laughs> gets dead. However, another cool thing about the Shenley Hotel is they get really, really clear EVPs. Um, and so because of that, they have lots of examples on their website. So what I want to do now is I want to play some of that because you can hear the ghosts talking and it freaks me out. I love it. So the first one that I'm going to play, it's called Hear Me, Allie. Um, this is- yeah, let's do that one more time. You ready? Um, Almost could be hear me out too, but you can hear him talking there. Hear me. Yeah. Hear me, Alan. I wonder if uh, somebody that was there doing the uh, EVPs was named Allie. Does it say? Yeah, it's that the person who's talking is Allie. She's oh, one okay. of the investigators. Yeah, so she's like, "Hi, my name's Allie." That must have been happening mm-hmm. before. Because sorry, in the video it says like okay, Allie yeah. is speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Hear me, Allie." How'd you learn my name? Oh, right. I introduced myself. All right. So then this one is them asking, you know, what was your job? And they have a response. So we do it again so you can hear a little bit. Let me turn up a little bit. Cell, cell block seven. Did you hear that? It's not coming over very well on my computer. There it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't buy that one at all. Well, I do, PJ. So this one, though, you ready? Okay. Who's with us? It's Frank. It's Frank. It's Frank. Frank. Uh, Frank. 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 Oh. oh! How did you die? A gunshot. A gunshot. Oh, my. Oh, my. You heard that gunshot. Oh, I have chills. I mean, I so a gunshot. Who killed you? In the pub. So, anything about that? What tool were they using for that one? It was one? very echoey. Yeah. It's almost like the echo was turned into next sound or something i don't know what's going on. it was cool I, I liked that one that one was cool and frank is the guy who actually died yeah. so because there's so many studies and videos of evps where like they will play the evp with no captions under it and you can't hear anything and then they'll play the same thing but put a caption under it and suddenly Oh, it's saying this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll change the caption and play it again. And it's like, oh, they're saying this. Like EVPs on the human brain are so easy to manipulate That's because true. of that. But when Carrie played hers for us, like immediately without her talking us what it said, you could is hear it. Indisputable. Yeah. The one that she got from That Eastern last State. one you could it was indisputable. And yeah, that last one. And the I alley mean, the alley one too, hear me. I just want yeah, I just want to know what 
tool they were using because I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah. It was like, you remember those like big echo chambers? Yeah, those are fun. You could talk into. We're talking into the kids' microphone ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the little microphones. Yeah, the ones. Wait a minute. I wonder if. It's like the straw Have I ever seen anybody use one of those at Ghost Hunt? That would be so interesting. If you just put it there and you ask questions and like. That would be. Wow, I think I need to Uh-oh. go to Walmart. And- oh, <laughs> Carrie has to go do some. She is the paranormal expert. So, <laughs> now you went to the Shanley Hotel and you said times, that, yeah. yeah, this is where you, oh, you tell your story because this is when you did your first amount of like real. Um, yeah, so I had a friend who still lived in Ellenville and her aunt was married to one of the owners. His name was Sal and he did pass away mm-hmm. and there's new owners now. Um, he would have every now and again some fundraisers where. It wasn't a lot of money. You know, he would ask for anything, you know, a donation to, uh, and you can come in for the evening or the night and uh, do some ghost hunting there and, you know, walk around and explore. And I would go with my friend all the time. And it usually was just us and maybe a couple of other family members. And um, the first time I walked in there, it's, it's very... I don't know if you ever walked into an old house and it's mm-hmm. all wood. It not dark. It's light. It's the lights are on. It's it's happy, but it's dark at the same time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. an old ho- like it, it was a hotel. But like you ever walk into an old hotel and you feel like you're stepping back in time. Yeah, and it's weird. It's almost like there's a haze in it. Like a when there's a movie and then like the door opens and it's like back in time and it mm-hmm. has that weird feeling to it. That dreamy look yes. to it. That's how it felt for me going every time I walked in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of the original things are in there, you know, the furniture and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I have to say the little lobby, that's, you know, it feels that way. But once you get upstairs to where the... Um, the women of the night. <laughs> Let's say the bordello or the barndello. Yeah, there you go. Um, where, um, that's when it can get a little uh, crazy. It was, mm. I want to say three rooms, like a hotel where there's there was the rooms and then the little hallway. But it wasn't a hallway. It was um, a rotundra kind of thing. Okay. And there was a couch in there. And we would sit there to do a lot of the, the you know, the talking to the ghost or whatever you want to call it. Um, because all three rooms were right there. So we got, we would just talk to whoever wanted to speak to us. Um, the best one that I had, the best story that I had, I wish I still had the recordings. I'm sure I do. I just don't know where, um, we were using the spirit box and it's rolling through the stations like Mm -hmm. it usually does. But I keep on hearing what sounds like Morse code and Morse codes like did it. You know, I'm doing it completely wrong, but it's doing that. And uh, I'm like, I look at my friend. I'm like, it sounds like Morse code. And she's just looking at me like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, it sounds like Morse code. Doesn't it sound like Morse code? I'm just like looking at everybody. It's like, does anybody know I'm Morse the code? The only person who doesn't know what this is. Or like, does is. anybody know Morse code? And uh, all of a sudden, there's a voice that comes on the spirit box. And it goes, Morse code? It's clear as day. Oh, that's cool. And we were like, what? Out of all the words it could say, it says yeah. that. Um, 
I still don't know if it was Morse code, but it probably was. And I wish I knew Morse code. <laughs> um, was it Morse code for it? You going to let me have some chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Super hungry. Now, are you going to eat that? It was a male voice. So maybe they were asking for food. I, I mean, named we it were the Barndello. Where the women of the night were. So you never know. Somebody was asking for something to eat. Um, and there were soldiers that were going there. I mean, yeah. it's it was uh, quite an interesting experience. And then up in the attic, in the attic room, there's always a, um, I still think they have it set up this way, where it's like a little circle of chairs and there's tons of toys and balls. And I believe it's the little boy that's, that's up there. The, yeah. They have actually videos of that. Someone stayed in that room and... They didn't do anything. No, they the just balls said just hi. Move. Yeah, well, the lights of one of the yep. toys was like turning on and right, off. Right, because they use a cat toy, right? The cat toy that when the cat would hit it, it, it lights, lights up. up. Yeah. Hmm. That. So that's a video actually on their website too. You can watch it just on. And the per. Oh, no, maybe it was on. I found it on Reddit. Sorry. They had a video that they took because they were on. Re- they were staying there and they posted it to Reddit. Hmm. Yeah, that room is uh, a little eerie because when you first go in, Visually, it's eerie because you have this circle of chairs. <laughs> so you're like, what is going on in here? What are we doing tonight? <laughs> but then when you, you know, you're, you're playing with a child, you know, and it's yeah. not, it's not, I never felt like there was anything malicious in there. Um, the one woman of the night there is actually very playful. There's some uh, videos I've seen online of her getting a little frisky. Oh, no. With uh, my, my. Yeah, with <laughs> some of the men. And then the little girl, Rosie, mm-hmm. she comes through a lot when you're there. Um, but it's mostly she's very shy. She kind of stays in the room, won't come out, won't ask you to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time that it was broad daylight and I was on my way to the Walmart that's kind of right near there. And I like passing the Shanley. I don't like staying on the main route to go to Walmart. I like going a little bit, you know, around. And I, because I love passing the Shanley because it's a beautiful building. And um, I'm driving to Walmart. And I'm like, bah, 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 and I see somebody walking along the side of the building. And then I look in my rearview mirror and there's nobody there. So I turn around, there's nobody there. And I call my girlfriend. I'm like, I just saw somebody walking and then they just vanished. She's like, that's actually something that happens. People see somebody walking outside and they just vanish. Hmm. So that oh. was that was like that gave me the chills because that's it was one minute they were there cool. and one minute for that. Oh yeah, it was it was creepy. And then sometimes when you drive around the um, building, also you see the curtains. There's nobody. They just like, move. They just move because they really don't have anybody there during the day hmm. because everybody wants to come at night because yeah, everything's ghost and, spooky yeah. at night. Paranormal stuff. And yeah. uh, you would see the curtains move. Um, when Sal lived there, I believe one half of the hotel was where he actually lived. And the other half of the hotel was where he did the ghost hunts mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so he was never he was never on that side unless they were doing something. But there was during the day, there's never anything there. Um, in the back of the hotel is where the well is. And I know they covered it up. I believe at one point they might have, like, put a camera down in the well. I don't know if they found anything. Um, Across the street from the Shanley, there is a creepy building there, and I have no idea what that building is, and I need to find out. Hmm. Google Earth. I know. (laughs) That road is very eerie to me, and I would love to see more photographs 
of that road during the Shanley's heyday. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but there is a lot of water over there, too. There's a lot of falls over there also. But uh, Because it's upstate New York. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Upstate New York is like that area, Ellenville, Napanock, Grainsville is a big place for people to come from the city on vacation during oh, yeah. the summer. Get out of the city. Yep, out of the city, come up. I'm learning state. the words, PJ. I'm going to be a native pretty soon. Shongum. Yeah, but do you say, <laughs> I'm going to go get a hero, I'm going to go get a sub, or am I going to go get a hoagie? Oh, hoagie. sorry, hoagie. hoagie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I always, it's a sub. <laughs> oh, I just want to read this in real time for our listener from Reddit, Phoenix0411. Oh, okay, go ahead. You replied to my response with Oh, yes. No- I'm so- I want to say, I'm sorry to Phoenix0411. <laughs> Apparently, I have two Reddit names. I don't remember making Mrs. Um, Mom Loved, but this is me not afraid <laughs> is my the one I've been using for Wellhouse. But somehow I have two names and I switch- it switched me over to Mrs. Mom Loved or whatever it is. I must have made that like when I first created Reddit years ago yeah, to go on yeah. Catloaf. So, uh, Catloaf is the best. Listen, it it got me through COVID. But and anyway, Cats on Glass is also yes. One. I actually posted a picture to Catloaf, and people loved it. Um, so I didn't get any of the updates. People were commenting on my Reddit threads because I was on Mrs. Mom loved. Um, so anyway, I <laughs> posted back to Phoenix, and I apologize. So thank you for your comments. But anyway, uh, Phoenix zero four one one said to PJ that Pluto is a planet. Of course it is. Thank you. To which I replied dwarf planet (laughs) and they said no planet (laughs) yeah i can't find the exact i think they said no pj planet (laughs) straight planet if we allowed pluto to be a planet to be four more planets to have you know what let them all be in our solar system you know i can handle more planets that's right i don't care pluto is smaller than our moon all caps planet Thank you, Phoenix0411. I appreciate it. So for you, Carrie, though, you know, you have the stories of the Shanley, which is awesome. Um, But your mom has some crazy UFO stories, right? So your mom shared a story. Now, is this the one that's going to be published or is there a different one that's being published? I believe this is the one that may be published. They're hoping that it's going to get in the book. Okay. Because someone else actually told a story about seeing a big triangle floating um, UFO when they were waiting for their cousins to come off a bus, oh, which is pretty mother. cool. My, my mother. My, uh, my son, yes. Um, so I grew up, it's Ellenville, New York, but it's really Grainsville, New York. I have, it was one of those weird um, addresses where it was, you got your mail and it was Grainsville, but it was Ellenville. It's like Millville and Iola. I guess. I don't, they, I don't know. Yeah. Iola is right over there where, beyond the post office. You drive through it when you come to our house. Um, they have our zip code and everything. What happened is Millville is a dry town because it's a Quaker town. Mm-hmm. So it, Iola was invented so you could buy booze. <laughs> like I, I'm like 100. Yeah. Is that what it is? I'm like 100% so. sure. Like I, I don't care so. what anyone says. Like because that's what the Iola Hotel was. The hotel There was a bar booze. out there. Yep. Yeah. Now, of course, there's the Beer the Depot, beer depot. though. Because Millville is a dry town. Yep. I hold. That's but Iola. Which is, but it keeps our zip code. Yeah, yeah, that, I, it's the same thing, I guess. Um, so Ellenville is in the valley. I grew up on in the mountain. You have to climb up, not really climb up, but you have to drive up the mountain, yeah. and it's straight up. It's like ten miles straight up the mountain, 
And, uh, but on the other side of Ellenville in the Valley is Pine Bush. And Pine Bush is the UFO capital of the Northeast, right? Yeah, East okay. Coast. East yeah. Coast. Um, so much so that they kind of uh, go all hands in on the whole UFO thing. Uh, they have a diner called Cups and Saucers. They have the... <laughs> that is the cutest name ever. I don't... <laughs> they have the... Uh, was it the UFO festival? Yeah, they have like an annual like festival. Of, I forget the exact name. They have a museum. Yep, they have a museum. They have the museum is great. You go in, and I don't know if you ever heard the story of the they were a young couple and they were in a convertible and they were like parking, right? Mm. And then um, I believe it was in the sixties. Don't quote me on that. And it was a a, a couple that back then shouldn't have been together but they should have been together and um a ufo came and took them so when you go in the museum they have a little mock-up of the car and these two people in there and the ufo coming down and they have in there um they look like test tubes with big aliens in it (laughs) it's really really cute and then when you it's like any festival that you have ever gone to they close the blocks down Mm -hmm. and they have UFO themed ice cream and cotton candy and balloons and toys and people are walking around dressed up as aliens. It's the app, the what's the app, the Snitch Alba Twitch Alba Twitch Festival. (laughs) I don't know what it's like. That the Alba Twitch is a small Bigfoot, a little three foot tall Bigfoot. (laughs) So it's a small foot down in York, (laughs) it's a small York, PA, and and Apple Snitch is Dutch for Apple Snitcher. Yeah, Alba, Alba Twitch is PA Dutch. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> a little foot. Not the not the movie. I'll oh, break your heart. Dinosaur, the little dinosaur, little foot. It'll break your heart. Tree stars. <laughs> that was a very sad movie. Let's move on. Okay, I don't want to cry. Um, this is a spooky <laughs> podcast. <laughs> not a sad one. <laughs> so Pine Bush is also very close to the Stewart Air Force Base. Is that what it's called, honey? Uh, Stewart International Airport. Yes. And I believe there's a base right there. Yeah, there is. So there is a lot of military things going on nearby. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to... Well, they are UFOs if uh, you don't know what it is, right? Um, but they have these, I want to say tours if you want to call them tours, where you can go with somebody and you can go up in the mountain and do UFO searches or hunts or Hmm. views and i don't think there's ever a day where they don't have something there in the sky um wow when you're climbing up that mountain it is very well this lookout point where people have lookout point and then it starts you're climbing up the mountain again on the other side of ellenville into the valley and you're heading into pine bush um the woods there are also very deep mm. and dense. Um, there was a story over there of a high schooler who uh, was at a party and his friends were leaving and they're like, hey, do you want to go home? And he was like, no, I'm going to stay for a little while. And the last time that he was ever seen was at the party. He said he was going to walk home. But when he was walking home, there was a big snowstorm. And he never made it to work the next day. Mm. He never made it home. And they still have no idea what happened to him. It was like he just vanished. It was the Pukwaji. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind. 
<laughs> and uh, he, that happened in the 80s. And every now and again on the local news or even the news coming out of like the Today Show and the city and all that stuff, he, they'll, the family is still trying again. to find answers. Yeah. Um, but the road that he was last seen on is just dense woods hmm. and it was snowing mm-hmm. and upstate new york in the winter time oh yeah that's crazy snow mm-hmm. and that mountain that mountain i wish I, I could show you pictures of that mountain that mountain's crazy uh the woods who knows what's happening up in those woods well UFOs. there's crones and stuff too so you know there's uh random fires that happen up in them woods up in them woods <laughs> yeah, she mountain. She country. Mountain country. Um, you go down the creek. My mother. We live on the other side of the valley. We we have quite a few uh, UFOs, and I'm going to actually read my mother's story. I'm going to read my mother's story word for word. Um, I lived between Ellenville and Grainsville in Ulster Heights when I first moved up here from the city in 1967. My neighbors and husband's family who had a summer home and retired up here told me about the lights they would see rise up in the air for a few minutes only to return. I only saw it once in 1967. Here are my encounters I spoke about. Back in the early 70s, when my two sons were very young, they slept in bunk beds. One morning, when they both woke up, They had the exact same mark on their thigh. It was red, and it was in the shape of an L. By the end of the day, they disappeared. The L, not my brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I think it marked L for loser. That's not nice. Jeez, aliens. Thanks, aliens. (laughs) In the very early 80s, I was returning home from work with a neighbor who worked at the same hospital that I did. We had to go through back roads. This area is very wooded. I noticed a bright light in the sky. It was about 11.45 p.m. It seemed lower than the stars. I pointed it out to my friend who was driving and said, what is that? She slowed down the car and all of a sudden it started to move very slowly, left to right. It then shot up in the sky at an unbelievable speed. My friend said, please tell me that's a shooting star. And I said, (laughs) shooting stars go down, not up. We then continued home, which only took about two minutes. I couldn't wait to tell my husband about it. My husband is always waiting up for me because I didn't get home most times until midnight. But when I came home, he was in bed sleeping. I tried to wake him up, but he wouldn't wake. The next day, when I saw my neighbor, I said to her, can you believe what we saw last night? And she said, I don't ever want to talk about it again. She was very upset, so we never did discuss it. Wow. In the mid-90s, somewhere between 1995 and 1980, 1998, excuse me, I still worked at the hospital, but I day shift. One evening, I was watching TV and my husband in the living room, with my husband in the living room, and it was very late. He decided to go to bed and I and said I should too or I'm going to fall asleep in my clothes on the couch. I told him not yet. I would change and be in soon. Well, I must have fallen asleep for a while because I woke <laughs> up and sat up quickly and looked down and saw I was still in my clothes. 
I was mad at myself for falling asleep in my clothes and turned my head and was ready to get up when I saw three small men dressed weird and very ugly. They were looking at me and I heard in my head, go back to sleep. We are too ugly for you to look at. Darn right you are. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go back. I did go back to sleep, just laying back on the couch. When I woke in the morning, I couldn't believe what happened, thinking it had to be a dream. I still had my clothes on and was on the couch. At this time, my neighbor called and asked me if I saw anything strange outside. I said no. She told me her two dogs who sleep in her, by her bed every morning at the, at the minute she gets out of bed will jump and run to the door. And they didn't do so. She had to wake them and coach, coach them to go out. It was still a little dark out, and when she opened the door, she saw three balls of light low in the sky between our houses, and then they just disappeared. It made me wonder about what just happened to me, and if it was a dream. I had felt so real. And then it says, I love to share these stories, but not sure about my name. (laughs) (laughs) My son also has seen a UFO two times, very low in the triangle shape. Uh Uh-oh, triangles. Mm -hmm. During the 80s when a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. And then. um, That's why I was going. That's why I was talking about earlier. What? Oh, that. That. Yeah. She. The Hudson Valley sightings. In the 80s. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Do you ever have like a memory just appear in yeah. your head? Mm-hmm. No, I saw that too. Yeah, in 1984, there was a large triangle the size of a football field going over Interstate 84 to the point where traffic stopped. What? Memory unlocked. Like all the cars on the highway, both directions stopped and people just watched this thing. That's crazy. It is. That's the same year, I think, that... um. Uh, isn't that when that the Philadelphia Experiment movie was made and that guy had his memory unlocked of like being a part um, of that? I think that, that was 1984. I think it was 84. Regardless, we weren't alive yet. That's probably why it popped in my head. Yeah. Moving on. No, I was five. I remember that. I remember that. We were born in 87. Mark, mark. <laughs> my mother also texted me and said, the three men I saw were very short and wore suits that were old and baggy and they had no, uh, they had on hats. Oh. <gasps> Men in black. <laughs> but they were ugly. Are the men in black they ugly? We don't know. Well, this is perspective, right? I mean, they were ugly to my mom. Men in black. Depends on how they talked, if they had weird speech patterns or not. And um, when my mom called and spoke, she said she lost time. Yeah, she said she yeah. lost time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Message her and see if they, uh, if, well, if they had strange speech patterns. Well, not tonight. She, well, yeah, she said yeah. she heard the, be a two, the, she two heard it in, her in her head. Yeah. It was like they were talking to her. Which is very much like an alien kind of. Trying to look nice in their dapper suits, but. (laughs) And I remember this happened to my mother because I was a very, I'm a terrible sleeper. And I get up throughout the whole night and uh, I wake up very early in the morning. Right, honey? Mm -hmm. And this morning I slept through the whole night and I slept in. And I remember waking up in the morning and go, mom. I never woke up. I slept through the whole night. (laughs) And she looks at me and she's like, excuse me, you slept through the whole night? My dad slept through the whole night, didn't wake up. I slept through the whole night. They were all experimented on. Yeah, probably. That explains so much. 
That's why she is the way she is. We did it. We did it. I am the way I am because of my time mother. to go to a hypnotherapist. Yep. Oh, the things. You, no, you don't want to uncover that. You keep it. Keep it deep. Keep yeah. It, keep it hidden. No, it, it's a very interesting place where I grew up. I love it. So now mm. we have to um, talk to people in that area and get more stories because there's more locations that I saw for that area. There was um, the Huguenot. Area, yeah so look i pronounced that correctly and i didn't even talk about that i just want to talk about the two like you know locations that i have so i think this we have to do like another new york episode and more ufos i want to hear more about the uh pyramid oh yes i that was flying that... in the sky trying totally pyramid forgot about that yeah well also there's a place in brazil that is so active you reminded me of it when you said like it was you know like almost every night there's activity mm-hmm. um there's a place in Brazil that's like that too. It's so active that the government, the Brazilian government, dumps millions of dollars into researching this spot. What? Yeah, it's that frequent. See, I used to not believe in UFOs and everything, and now I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, like I, I tell my nephew all the time, we are aliens too. Where do we live? We live in space. We live on a planet mm-hmm. that's floating in the air. What makes you think that there's not? anything else out there you never know well i know it, it's, it's very small-minded for us to believe that we're the only mm-hmm. intelligent life form in the entire you know why universe. do they want to come to our planet i don't know we have some really good <laughs> subs or hoagies we obviously have, uh, let's see what else hot wings is there a nuclear power plant in that area do you know aren't they kind of like all over though for power? because well because wherever there's nuclear activity there are aliens really? like they're you well not actually, aliens but ufos i have no idea hmm. no yeah. clue yeah like um when fukushima happened there were like tons of and there there's video evidence too like there's just these lights in the sky over the plant and every time there's like a nuclear test testing uh like you know going off or whatever like there are elevated reports of ufos in that area you think that they have like amazing technology they would be beyond nuclear anything well yeah some people think um that they're like trying to protect humanity like they were over fukushima to like stop it from melting down and having a chernobyl like you know type of thing going on there it's like when you have your kid in the bathroom and they turn the tub water on the water is like flooding over i'll fix it timmy like that's what they're doing once again you guys are just messing i turn around for five seconds yeah look what you did oh my gosh well thank you carrie for those stories and thank you tom for being here and laughing at pj's terrible jokes (laughs) yes thank you (laughs) shut up (laughs) well anyway we now have our copy of um which is exciting it finally came in and we were looking it over because we're all board gamers here and carrie and i noticed that boop is a special version of boop because it has a new cat you can add it's a ghost cat named spoopy which i love i'm like they made this because they heard my podcast it's been decided um scares the kitties he does he scares the kitties away he's a little ghost he goes he goes (laughs) (laughs) um so we have that and so the entire contest is going please make sure you follow the instructions on our facebook instagram um, we want to get lots of names in for that to give away a fun prize to somebody. Anything else you want to mention, PJ? Um, review us on iTunes. Email us at gamesoboard at gmail.com. 
or visit us at gamesoverboard.com where you can find a contact page. There are little profiles of all of us in the uh, team, the about page. Uh, you can find our other podcasts. Um, yeah. All of the fun. Yes. And again, Phoenix0411, thank you for commenting on Reddit and thank you for believing in Pluto. And Pluto I just saw that you. Appreciates you. I just saw that you recommended a, a PA place, so we'll take a look into that too. Thank you, Phoenix. Um, I also want to say, if anybody has any cool New York stories, please let us know because yeah. I would love to uh, find out more about New York. No, if anyone... Carrie is now our paranormal expert because Jackie, of course, is our medical expert. So we are building a community here. If anyone wants me to do a deep dive into any famous places, since that's kind of been my thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let let me know and I'll start working on one of those. You know, um, Phoenix 0411 could be our Pluto expert. Ooh, <laughs> it's, Pluto. A, it's a planet. It's dwarf planet <laughs> zero be, uh, phoenix zero four one one a really cool place that i've always wanted phoenix to mes- to. message us i would love to phoenix find us on facebook yeah, find us on facebook <laughs> i would love to uh i used to really want to go to fort Mif- mifflin fort mifflin mm-hmm. oh. i did an episode on that yeah mm-hmm. oh my just gosh. recently don't forget in april steve gonzalez from taps is doing a book tour and he'll be in allentown uh, Allentown, right? Yeah. And uh, we already have tickets there. We so do. Uh, I, we're looking for people to sit with. So if you have tickets there too, let us know. We don't want to be the weirdo sitting alone. So yeah. please come with us. We'll we're not going to be the weirdos. We'll be wearing. Oh, we will be the weirdos. We just shirts. don't want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Wellhouse Exorcism shirts. So you'll be able to pick us out pretty easily. Yeah, true. Steve is Steve is really nice. He was actually part of my uh, ghost hunt once at Eastern State. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. You know everybody. I don't know. He seems like a really good guy. He really no, does. he's he's some great tattoos. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this boy is covered. But yeah. uh, I think um, he used to be a cop. Huh. Tom, I'm really sorry huh? that she has obviously a crush on Steve. <laughs> How do you feel? No, not Steve. It's awkward. Um, Brutus. We uh. should probably end <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you all for listening again. To, oh, actually, this is to all my Wellhouse Exorcism fans. I'm asking you guys to do something very, very important. Um, I was on our ACAST Insights and Games Overboard, the podcast, is starting to get almost as many, well, not almost as many, but it's they're creeping up and getting That's uncomfortably right. close to my amount of numbers. And I don't like that. So share my podcast <laughs> with your friends. Tell them to share s- games overboard. Do with not. You we were just on games overboard. <laughs> you were. Okay. You can listen to Tom and Carrie's episode, but then get off of games. Overboard. <laughs> yeah. This week after you're done with Wellhouse, go over to games overboard. Cause they're on I'm that also- episode, but too. then still yep. tell your friends, listen to mine and review me. And, um, Games Overboard is up. R-rated, by the way. Oh, not, 100%. Not, not this week's episode. Uh, we I were very good. good. We were all very good with this week. Uh, but any other week. <laughs> Terrible. Your friend, uh, Dan. Dan. Dave? Dan. Dan, Dan was on Dan. also. Oh, very yeah. nice guy. Oh, last night. Yes. Or, yeah, this week, this week Dave. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very nice. I thought you were talking about Dan and his potty no, mouth. No, no, no. Dan Dave and his potty adorable. mouth. David. <sighs> Anywho. So thank you all. Have a lovely weekend, as always. Think spooky thoughts. Moo. <gasps> I want to meet a ghost cow. <laughs> <laughs> a spooky podcast. 
In the dark shadow of the grove, on the margin of the brook, he beheld something huge, misshapen, black, and towering. It stirred not, but seemed gathered up in the gloom, like some gigantic monster ready to spring upon the traveler. Washington Irving, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. 